0: State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.
3: Welcome to Black Girl Stuff.
4: (laughs) Tonight on Black Girl Stuff. We play in We're dealing out laughter and playing your cards right with Desi Banks and Waka Flocka. Y'all got secret moves? Y'all be doing some secret stuff? We can't tell you that.
1: Lupus is a stress-related disease. So if it's three times higher in black women, what does that mean?
5: Money Long is dropping gems
1: and new music. The feedback is like, this is gonna be like the biggest wedding song.
6: If they don't respect him, I surely can't respect him. We're
4: going in the comments to talk about men's roles in their friend group. Is something wrong with my self-esteem? If I'm respected, why wouldn't I want my
3: partner to be?
0: So the truth of the matter is, I believe everybody has damage.
3: We're going beyond the pulpit with Pastor Mike Todd.
0: I stopped being grateful for certain things.
3: All that and more, tonight on Black Black Girl Girl Stuff. Welcome to
4: Black Girl Stuff. Now there's been some talk about the rose men having their friendship groups. And my girl, podcast host Kiki, says she's not respecting a man that is not respected by his friends. Let's take a look
6: but i like to see what role does the man i'm interested in play in his friend group mm. is he in charge of the boys mm. or is he the do boy mm. is he the one who nobody ever listens to how much respect do his friends have for him? Because if they don't respect him, I surely can't respect him.
4: Ooh. (laughs) Ladies, does the role your man have in his friendship group matter to you?
5: I don't think the role matters for me. I think what matters for me is that my man is just always leading in some sense. Like, you know, I think it's important for men in their friendship groups to have some type of influence over the people they're around, and that influence should be positive. That's the way I look at it. But like your friend said, I don't know if I would, like, care if my man is whoever he is in his group as long as he is who he is to me that's I, I
6: agree because
5: like no that's like you basing <laughs> how other people treat your
6: man and whether that's you basing your relationship off of how somebody else feel i know a lot of men who drive cars for celebrities and they still men yeah. Just because they drive in the car and they're the whatever they called it a do boy, does not mean that's that's still a man. Right. Yeah. Like it doesn't. What you, And if anything, I might get mad at your friend and be like, Why are you talking to you like that? Yeah.
4: <laughs> I
3: like that. Because baby, we
6: what we gotta do? Because right. no.
3: I mean, I've heard, but you know, she's not the only one that said that, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a lot of women though are, that are pretty delusional about what friendship group should look like men or women because I do feel like if you're in a friendship group and you know that you are the leader 100% in multiple aspects or nearly all aspects, I think you're in the wrong group. I feel like you're in a situation that you're limiting yourself because you're around people that you know are only learning from you, but you can't learn from them. Mm-hmm. And that means your man, if he's a true leader, mm-hmm. he should not be in charge fully on every aspect mm-hmm. in a friendship group. And sometimes the leader ain't the leader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They be lead,
6: they
4: be the blind leading the blind. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah. No for me I think it's more so about a respect thing. I can't say that my man has to be the leader in the group but I definitely only want to be with a man that is respected by other men. Mm-hmm. I want no matter what group or setting that I'm in when people see my man they respect him. Because mm-hmm. that's just like a security thing for me as a woman. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's so many different like you said roles that you can play at any any given time you might be the leader in finance, but your homeboy might be the leader because he's married right. mm-hmm. and he can teach you more about relationships. Like you said, I think a-, a friendship group has to be everybody can take the lead in their perspective or different areas. Where their strengths are. Are mm-hmm. there any type of roles that you wouldn't date? The lazy crew yeah, mm. cause I, cause what I'm gonna do with you? Right. What we gonna do? I gotta
6: keep telling you. I gotta keep motivating you to get up. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I, yeah. I can't do the butt
5: of the
4: joke, friend. Like Ooh. if they always making fun of you, they always joking on you, they <laughs> yeah. always clowning you, it's like nah, they don't respect you. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. For me,
5: it's the cheating friend. Like if you the friend mm. that's always cheating, keep your oh. ass away from you. then oh. The friend that
4: always got the hole. Always got. the oh. Bro, where the hoes oh, at? Right. I got you, right. No, <laughs> no, no. My They're man, not gonna be the one fishing <laughs> holes for
3: y'all. No, absolutely, <laughs> not, absolutely not. For me, it's the the guy who doesn't have ideas i think for me if a man can't really showcase even if it's as little as this is where i think we should go tonight Mm -hmm. you know have some level of ideas some level of proactiveness about you and your friends that's the type of man that i'm about if you don't have any ideas you definitely don't have an idea for me Mm
4: -hmm. (laughs) have you ever felt like the role that the guy plays depicts or has any representation about you as the woman
3: yeah unfortunately yeah Most of the guys that I've dated, uh, when I was around their friend, I realized they were the one that were kind of holding the group together. Like, a lot of my exes were the community organizers in some sense. Again, the Mm -hmm. idea. But it's not only just to say, hey, we should all do this or all do that. They always galvanize at his place. Or they always seem to, like, you know, call him for something in order to really, like, you know, motivate the group in some sense. And so I realized in terms of what that showed me, is not necessarily that's exactly who I am, but I felt like that meant, for me, I like that in in a person. I like a person that can really bring people together and keep people together.
5: I think your partner is a reflection of you. Naturally. I feel like when you spend time with somebody and you share your energy with them, they should be a reflection of you. So naturally, yeah, I mean, I try to involve myself with people that have something going on because I'm trying to always have something going on. So, yeah, I think it's just kind of natural to have a partner yeah. that matches your energy.
4: Yeah, in my, in my 20s, um, I was dating a guy and a lot of men didn't respect him. Like, he was cool, they rocked with him, but they didn't respect him as a man. And so another one of my male colleagues that I worked with, he kind of pulled me to the side and he was like, do you realize what that says about you as a woman? And I was like, what? He was like, that kind of says that you are comfortable with dating down because you're a woman that a lot of people respect. And for you to step out with a guy that people don't really respect like that, it looks like you are comfortable with dating down down or you're, or less than, and so it, it's almost like, what do you think about yourself? Yeah. And that really like was like, ooh. But see, mm-hmm. the only thing
5: I don't like about that mm-hmm. is your worth being defined by someone else's worth. It's almost mm-hmm. like a little bit of a disrespect. It's like, maybe this person hasn't reached their full potential that you've met yet. Maybe you are there to help them. Maybe they'll see you in a light that says, like, oh my God, Brie is doing this, and mm-hmm. she's this is motivating me. Let me find out how I can add to myself so that maybe she'll see me in that light. So that's why I kind of feel like cool, bro, thanks for seeing yeah. you know, noticing yeah. something, but at the same time, it's like, that shouldn't have, that shouldn't have meant so mm-hmm. much to you because you are who you are, and you could have been teaching that person something through your life.
4: So. I ain't gonna lie, yeah. it did hurt my feelings. It was like, dang, well, why mm-hmm. I don't look at, you know, is yeah. something wrong with my self-esteem? Because why would I date somebody that, if I'm respected, why
3: wouldn't I want my partner to be respected? Depends on the group. I don't know if you're the same person or seen as the same way in every room that you're in. You know, mm-hmm. some things, some common qualities, that's just who you are, right? right. But there's certain situations, I think, if you are person that's open to evolving and etc if you're around a certain group or around a certain things, there are other things that they're bringing out of you that another group wouldn't so maybe that guy or mm. I could say specifically for the men that I dated too like it's not like they are seen the same way in every friend group in every room and I like that I mm. like that you're not a one trick wonder type right. of thing like mm. you're able to shape shift maybe there was a lot of rooms that he wasn't <laughs> respected in but you know maybe not all of them maybe it was just a, a, a testimony mm-hmm. to say he needs new friends or he needs to be a lone wolf for a little bit
5: yeah well mm. what I'll say is this. If you look at nature and the wolf pack, for instance. So the way the wolf pack is set up basically is it's a group of wolves. I don't know how many exactly, but in the front of the line of the wolves are the weakest or maybe the hurt wolves or, you know, the oldest wolves that are in the front and in the middle of the pack are the soldiers, the strong ones, the ones that can fight, attack if something happens to the front of the line. And then at the end, you have the lone wolf, which is the strongest. Mm, He's not in the front. That Mm -hmm. speaks a lot about his value to the group. Mm. He is watching the group. He is protecting the group. He's leading Mm. from, not the front, the Mm. back, because he's paying attention to every angle. So I think that, when you correlate that to what we're talking about, as far as men having roles in their friend groups, I kind of want the wolf in the back. I want the lone wolf that's just paying attention. He's not trying to overpower anyone. He's just really hyper-focused on... This group,
4: Ooh. so and on that <laughs> note, up next, Money Long is in the BGS house, and we won't keep you waiting for hours and hours. you a lot. You watching more black girl stuff.
7: Masculine player rules that every man needs to set with their group of friends. Number one, no clowning each other in front of women. When you guys are clowning each other, women view that as you guys not respecting each other. And if y'all can't respect each other, they won't be able to
2: respect you. Hey there.
1: The shower. I could do this for hours and hours and hours. I could do this for hours and hours and
4: hours. Ooh,
1: okay.
4: Welcome back to Black Girl Stuff. Please welcome singer, songwriter, and Grammy Award-winning artist Money Long to the BGS house. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having
5: me. Congratulations on your Grammy win. That is a big deal, especially for a beautiful Black queen like yourself. Mm -hmm. You have a new album that you just... Well, new music that you just released. So can you tell us about, like, what that single means for you?
1: I'm a lover, girl. Um, So, you know... I don't want to fight. I just like cuddles. Of course, you know, I present sometimes very, um, I want to say, not masculine. Like, I don't like to be super soft and I want nobody to see me crying. Yeah, but it's almost like, you know, I hold in my emotion a lot of the times as a real human being on the outside in front of people. So I put a lot of emotion into my music. And so um, Made For Me is another love song, um, and I'm hearing, you know, a lot of people, the feedback is like, this is gonna be like the biggest
5: oh, wow. wedding song.
1: Oh,
3: wow. Yeah, so
1: I'm, I'm really excited about just seeing how people using it
3: in their lives. That's dope. Well, let's take it back then, because in 2008, at your first Hollywood party, I remember you were saying something about you feeling like you didn't belong there. Do you feel that way now? Do you still feel like you don't belong in Hollywood? So when I was first introduced to the business
1: and the entertainment industry, I literally was coming from, like, the dirt road country where some places still don't have a, a stoplight. Wow. Um, and there's dirt literally, like, pavement and then dirt road. Wow. So to see all these people that I grew up watching on TV yeah. just standing right
6: there,
1: yeah. it was just like, oh, my <laughs> God.
4: Yeah. What I'm is sure. happening? Yeah, I'm sure. Um,
1: and then, you know, I'm just there in my freaking H&M jacket. <laughs> like, you know, I just couldn't believe that i made it from mm-hmm. my mom's house mm-hmm. to this like huge hollywood party and so um funny enough tank was at this at this particular party that i'm thinking about and i said it out loud i was like i don't feel like i'm supposed to be here and him and jay valentine were you know goofing around like they always do and he stopped he was like no you are supposed to be that's right. everywhere you are. Yes. And um, I didn't understand what he meant by that. I was like, okay. And But now it's just like, okay, you know, life is going to unfold for you in a certain way based on your, the choices, you know, that you make and the energy that you're putting out and everything that's happening to me at this point in life, I understand that in some way I have pulled it magnetized it mm-hmm. towards me, good or bad, mm-hmm. right, because those are just Um, labels we put on things but nothing is ever really good or bad Mm -hmm. it's just like according to your situation Mm -hmm. so absolutely not I did not feel any type of imposter syndrome. Oh, nice. I was really hard for everything <laughs> I had. Nice. And I deserve it. What you happened though? Right? Like, what was
3: the, the trigger, that point where you say, okay, now I really feel like I belong? Because, you know, being a songwriter versus being someone known for their music in person and being more in that, you know, front forward face is totally different. Was Hours and Hours that moment or you felt it beforehand?
1: I had to, I had to get there before hours. I would say that when you are, you know, a, a lot of people know me from like when I was on YouTube in um, 2006, I started posting videos of me singing. So I had about 10 years of just like grinding, trying to figure out who I am, what I want to do, but also I had to eat, so I'm writing songs for other people. That's the only reason why I did it, um, um, and so that I could have income, but okay. still be in music.
5: Okay.
1: I made up, you know, a nice little chunk of change and I decided I'm going to, invest that back into my career. If I really want to do this, if I want to be an artist, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. And I think that is what did it. And when you're paying for everything, Mm -hmm. and you know, I'm literally picking out, here's the hair, here's the makeup, here's what I want to wear. I want to work with that director. Mm -hmm. How much is it? Okay, cool, wire the funds. Staying up till four in the morning, writing the treatments myself, Mm -hmm. directing the videos. Mm -hmm. If I had dancers or a cast, I'm steaming their outfits myself. Wow. So doing that and, and realizing like, I really built this. I put That's this it. together. Mm-hmm. It. it just gives you a different like attitude and feel like how dare you yeah. come here and try to tell me anything.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like. Because what that. are you doing? Now you and your husband um, are both songwriters. And I just want to know like, with y'all having your own individual dreams, like how have y'all been able to cultivate a, still a, a healthy marriage? while chasing your dreams?
1: First of all, anybody who's been in any sort of business partnership knows that it's not easy Mm
4: -hmm. to be in
1: partnership with somebody else. And I think it's not just about, oh, I love you, you love me so much. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, we have to protect what we're building. We can't allow anyone to come in and infiltrate. Mm -hmm. You know, and you got eyes, you got big eyes looking every which way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That's inviting drama and trouble. Yep. And I think, like, you have to have such a strong foundation built on goals for where you see yourself going. And this person is your helper yeah. in helping you do that. Is not, And then, like, you know, the romantic part and the, the, the sex and, and the, you know, that intimacy is a bonus
5: mm-hmm. that
1: you have. It's like almost like incentive for when the rest of it is right. right. And I think people have it flip flop. For sure. Mm-hmm. It's like... Well, you made me mad. We not, I'm not touching you. We not kissing. Like, you can't even get the little, you know, that's like trivial stuff. You can't even get that right. So imagine trying to do a million dollar deal Oof. with that person.
4: Yeah. And business still gotta go because that's what happy. it is.
1: It's like it's not just like we have a, a store together. There's life insurance. There's you know, uh, uh, trusts. Mm-hmm. Like all these things that you're supposed to be able to to use you know, in your relationship with your partner to
3: help build generational wealth. I'm taking it in a different direction because you were diagnosed with lupus and we know that lupus is three times more likely to develop in black women than white women. Uh, what are some of your obstacles that you face in your journey as a black woman dealing with lupus?
1: Well, let me just say that statistic. I mean, we, we really need to think about what that mm-hmm. means, right? Lupus is a stress-related disease. Yeah. Wow. So if it's three times higher <laughs> in black women, what does that mean? We more stressed. We three times more stressed. Right? So, you know, there can be times, and it's, it's a silent, invisible um, struggle, because you can't see it.
7: Hmm.
1: You know, you wake up in the morning, and you look just fine, hmm. but you really feel like you got ran over by a train. Hmm. And I had to start learning not to let people piss me off. You know, I would rather you be upset than me. Mm-hmm. You be uncomfortable than me. And I used to be very much a people pleaser. And you know, like, can I, how can I help? Is there anything you need? Oh, mm-hmm. take the shirt off my back. Absolutely not, not anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think certain things are placed in your life and in your story to help you um, make better choices mm-hmm. and have experiences to like show you what you don't want so yeah. that you can go, you know, get what you do.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think for me, um, there's lots of different things that I've experienced with this, you know, diagnosis. Is like everything from hair loss to like skin rashes and, and you know, being in this business is a very um, physical,
6: theory. you know, or vainglorious. Sometimes. Yeah, so like
1: that affects my output so much. It's like when I feel good, I look good, I produce well. When I feel like crap and I got to go out and, You know, even something as small as somebody touching my arm hurts, Mm -hmm. you know, but I got to smile and I got to, you know, talk to people when I don't feel like talking. Mm -hmm. Um, And so learning how to balance just like I do a lot of meditation. I do a lot of, um, you know, renewing of my mind, literally brainwashing myself with literature, um, self-help books, the word, so many things to just be able to go out into the world and not cause further irritation. Yeah. Um, And I I would just say, like, Black women, we gotta really learn how to just be, you know? It's okay Mm. for us to just relax.
3: But how do you communicate that to other people? Because other people sometimes can stress you out, as you mentioned. You know what?
1: It's about setting boundaries Mm. and not bending. So, like, I don't explain myself. I just say this is what I need.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't let anybody push back. So
1: it's like if I just want to lay in the bed all day, I don't care. If I'm not doing anything except for eating, you know, popcorn and drinking mm-hmm. my sweet tea, someone calls me with work, I either don't answer or I just let it be known. Like, oh, no, I, I'm sorry. I can't do that. That'll have to wait until, you know, Wednesday mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also about, like, keeping your word to yourself. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. we want to be seen as valuable and worthy. Mm -hmm. And so if someone calls us and asks us for something, even if it puts us out, um, you know, or causes us inconvenience, we want to do it so that we can, like, show, Mm -hmm. like, I'm useful. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, if they wasn't gonna call you, they the was gonna call, yeah. yes, they gonna <laughs> call somebody else. Right. They're gonna call <laughs> somebody else. Yeah,
4: Girl, you done good punch me with that word, <laughs> Thank you so much, Money Long for stopping by the BGS house, y'all. Make sure you check out her latest hit song, Made for Me. And up next, we got Desi Banks and Waka Flocka. they giving us the cheat code to playing spades. Straight ahead on Black Girl Stuff.
2: Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
7: I'm Danny Banks and I'm with my dog, the OG, the one and only, the Mr. Ole Duet. Parker, y'all know what the f*** it is? We play spay.
4: Welcome back to Black Girl Stuff. Now, shit gets real when we talk about this staple in a Black community. We got Waka Flocka and Desi Banks in the building, dealing out laughter and books in their brand new podcast, We Playing Spades.
3: Hey Hey, hey, (laughs) y'all. Welcome
4: to the Black Girl House.
7: It's Black Girl House. I can feel it. You feel (laughs) it? It's the leather. It's the leather.
4: I like that. It's the leather. Now, Desi, you are known for comedy and Waka. Obviously, everybody knows you from your hits and music, but what made y'all join together to collaborate on a podcast and then about Spades at that?
8: It's Desi Banks, right? Hmm. And I feel like with me, I think people will see me, of who I am, and Desi, and be like, what the are they talking about? And then in spades, I think for everybody household, I try to think of something that we all could connect with.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: And I think
8: something that'll bring us back to being a kid. So when you're a kid, you feel love again. So the spades is everything. So at the spades table, everybody popping, talking, and laughing. Mm-hmm. So we could pop talk, but how can I laugh? That's what Desi can't
7: yeah, do. I'm, I'm talking to all the spanking, yeah. whoopings, all that. <laughs> you, from your cousin to your auntie, sisters, anybody. Okay. Don't care who it is. If you can't play, that's your fault. Don't come to the table. Are y'all Wait, undefeated? For sure. No. 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 Most no. no. Stop playing. Y'all done lost the game with you. Relax. We like to be nice sometimes. Yeah, but, right. Right. Walker, you are
5: early influencer of trap music, and you have ventured in so many new industries, like, kind of leaving your musical roots behind. Yeah. You t- you're you into real estate, and you've been talking recently about going back to school. Can you tell us why you're kind of, like, putting your musical roots on the back burner for now?
8: Honestly, to go the truth, like, I, I'm going to tell my moms, right? I was like, look, ma, take the front end of the money, cause the back I'm finna blow it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I just want to have fun, and plus I felt like a, I just felt like, a yeah. I have no future. I messed up in basketball, I was gang banging, selling drugs, robbing people. I just, I felt like it was just over with. I'ma mm-hmm. be hundred with you. I really felt like it was over. with So when I, I got the opportunity to meet an artist or somebody inspiring to be an artist, the first thing I thought about was like, yo, if I could make him look richer. This, that's my ticket out the hood. Mm-hmm. So I just start grabbing bags, everything. I even grabbed a microphone became a hype man. So for me, it's just like whatever I can do not to go back to the streets, I ain't doing it because I was yeah. in them. Mm-hmm. So I'm not the kind of person that gets some money want to hang around street people. Mm-hmm. That's corny. Yeah. So okay. that's that's what really like made me just want to. I just want to be a man. I want to be I want to be the man I didn't grow up around and see. Mm-hmm. Right. Just so people around me could see that because you are who you are. Mm-hmm. But to grow and actually be something different or something that people could never believe you to be, it's not for me to say, ha-ha, I told you. It's basically me doing that to to, to let you know, like, yo, this shit possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: There's a lot of people, though, that I feel like are in the industry. You know, and like you said, they make it out, they get that ticket out, and yet they still feel the need to to go back to the hood or be around it, maybe make a quick hit and then just be back in the streets. Like, why do you think that is? Why do you think Uh, some people can't fully let it go?
8: What I experienced is, nine times out of ten, all of us, we we got we got the mind mm. of a broke NIG mm. but the swag of a rich NIG mm. so no matter how much money you got Mm-hmm. Your mentality is still broken. Mm-hmm. So that's what I see in my eyes. That's mm-hmm. all it is.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
8: So, well, Desi,
4: you have a production company, the Desi Banks Productions. And not only has your platform been able for you to create different, you know, skits and, you know, explore all your creative endeavors, but now you're helping other creatives. Yes. Tell me about how you're shaping the future of entertainment through your company. I
7: would just say first, man, I'm inspired by people like Kevin Hart, Tyler Perry, you know, them having their own production. Um, company but yes that's something that i always wanted to do you know i always wanted to build my own before somebody else gave it to me you know you know when you're going through this man trying to be an actor or a comedian you know what i'm saying you may not get it at first so i felt like i'm gonna invest in myself i'm gonna show people that i can do it already you know what i'm saying before I, I got web series out right now short films out right now that, that's gonna be turned into feature films and um, nice. different, different episodic shows that's you true. know i um, just waiting on those you know opportunities to come but we already got it you know Ready, um, but yes, I also wanted to put people on. A lot of people that's been in my short fans I put in there. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I saw the talent, you know, and I, I wanted to be able to, you know, I know how it is when it comes to, you know, quote unquote Hollywood. Man, it take time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But if I can do it first, you know what I'm saying? I want to be able to do that and help people. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? So that's that's what I want to do. I want to be able to continue to grow and be able to uh, be that person for our new generation because we gonna need
6: it. Since y'all play space with each other, what kind of romantic partner do you think your space partner
7: needs? Well, I would say for Walker, man needs <laughs> about <that>. Um, understand him. <laughs> uh, work hard. Uh, please be up for him. Massage his neck, his back. Um, do the right things for him. Listen to him.
5: OK. Great. Especially
7: if you're on that table, look at his eyes. <laughs> watch, with, watch with the table through his eyes. You know, you got to understand. Like, please, because if you don't, you might snap. You're going to be upset if, you, you know, he need that. Understanding is perfect for him. No. Please understand. OK, well, who definitely need?
8: First of all, she gotta have personality. <laughs> okay. And if she don't watch movies, you ain't dating her. But <laughs> if you know like Richard Pryor, Birdie Mack, <laughs> Eddie Murphy,
1: Martin, oh, oh, or...
8: Martin, yeah, like oh. bro, if you don't know them Martin. folks, you gotta get with them. <laughs> but then on the same time, he need he need a, a woman that scheduled. For sure. Hmm. Like if, if Desi had a woman that actually woke up with schedule, oh he 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 be way even wrong. What schedule? He's structured. Structured. Like, like a, a, structure, a woman that got structured. Structure. Yeah, yeah that's all. Like real, like awesome military okay, shit. Okay, OK. But in a nice way. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: Who would your dream space matchup be, dead or alive? Micah Jackson. You am a Micah Jackson, too. You know, I'm losing,
7: my life. Come on. A Come on, Desi. Come on now. Don't do like that. Come on. It's going to be all right,
8: Jazzy. I would like to play with DMX.
5: Oh, hell! 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 You, you, you just, friend. Friend. just Renee. You just Renee.
8: You just Renee. Oh, oh, okay. and, and because you know you have a function, now yeah, sure. be drinking, yeah. yelling. He yeah. oh, yeah. might start yeah. rapping for no reason. He <laughs> well, love my dog. Then you gonna get a
7: prayer out there. Nah, for
8: yeah, sure. Yeah, you gonna get a prayer. Yeah. I grew up off these. He's DMX and Michael too. Right. That was good unexpected answer.
4: But you know, space is all about strategy, right? Yeah. So what spade strategy have y'all taken from the game and applied it to your real life?
7: Focus. I would say focus. Um,
8: Damn, oh uh, Spades showed me body language. Yeah.
4: Like,
5: mm. Me and my Ooh, brothers. A mm. I
8: promise to God, like spades locked me and my brothers in close. I remember me and my brother, Wu. He like my twin brother. He, he a year older. Mm. He like the best friend I always wanted, but didn't want to be my friend. <laughs> right? I used to fight all his friends, all that. <laughs> but we I remember us like playing spades with people and we leave at night walking home we'd be happy as fuck. like just Bring it together. But we'd be looking at each other on the game like, oh, like so you start learning like, like it's crazy. Yeah. Body language,
4: for sure. And That's bad. That you can communicate a lot yeah. with body language. Oh, uh. okay. Teach you
7: how to compete. Yeah. Y'all got secret moves.
4: Y'all be doing some secret stuff. Know,
7: no, we can't tell you that. Uh. Like, now you're asking too much. <laughs> Jesse
4: and Waka, thank you Whew. so much for cracking us up so in the BGS true. house. Make sure y'all check out their new podcast, We Play in Spave on Wondery Plus, and will be available on Amazon Music and all podcast services. Up next, we're going to church with Pastor Todd. Keep it locked for more
7: black girl stuff. Amen.
3: I told you I got you. But this is. Scary. Like, okay, if this really happened in real life, would you die for me? Would you die for me in real life? Yeah. Dead. For me. Yeah. Okay. Can you turn that light off? And Kate! And Kate! pickle a death. I thought she was in jail!
0: We're all damaged. Under the name brands, the makeup, the degrees, The success, the titles, and even the credit. I found everybody still has cracks.
4: Oh, did he just read us? Okay, (laughs) welcome back to Black Girl Stuff. Our next guest is transforming souls and taking social media by storm with his viral sermons. Let's give a warm BGS welcome to Pastor Mike Todd. What's
7: going on, everybody? This
0: (laughs) is awesome to be here with Strong Sisters, and we are about to talk about all the stuff. So I'm ready. Let's go.
6: Okay, Pastor Mike, let's talk about your new book, Damaged But Not Destroyed, From Trauma to Triumph. Can you tell us a time where you felt damaged?
0: So the truth of the matter is, I believe everybody has damage. The the truth of the matter is most people try to hide it. Mm -hmm. They try to run from it. And you know, people may think they know when my damage started, but my damage started when I was young. My damage started when I was trying to be something and they wouldn't recognize who I was. And so a lot of times our trauma comes from a place that was legitimate. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I wanted to play the drums in my church and they never let me play. And when they didn't let me play, I made a decision right there. I'll never be good at anything. I'll only be great. Mm. And what ended up happening in that moment, I made a decision that nothing in my life could be good. Everything had to be great. Mm. Well, that served me to a season and it got me to a place, but then it started not working no more of course i stopped enjoying what i was given i stopped being grateful for certain things mm-hmm. and i believe a lot of people right now what how they've been living and what they've been showing all of us it don't work when they go home
5: mm-hmm. yeah. they're
0: not fulfilled mm-hmm. I mean, you look good on the gram and you getting flown out to places and everybody's thinking you making it happen. But you still feel the void when Mm -hmm. you getting in the shower and taking off all the makeup and Mm -hmm. taking off all of the jewelry. And I just wanted to help people actually heal, like not not fake it. Mm -hmm. I want to let people know that there's value still in you without everything else Mm -hmm. you think you've got to have that you can actually take all of your damage And it cannot just turn into something good. It can push you to destiny.
6: Okay, so you're saying that people are operating from not a healed place. Do you feel like you're fully healed?
0: Well, I say it like this. If anybody says they're healed, I get scared. Me I say that I'm healing yeah because mm-hmm. yeah. I believe that some of the things that have happened to us in our life from childhood to adolescence to adulthood to out here uh, adulting mm-hmm. like that stuff is traumatic yeah but I do think that a lot of people aren't dealing with their issues. I think they're trying to suppress them through things they think will help them feel better mm-hmm. Temporary fixes Temporary fixes and and I really believe that the only way to live a life that is actually full of fulfillment, is to actually deal with your issues. I say it like this in the book. What's not transformed is transferred. Ooh. And so if you don't start working on the things that you know are really there, yeah. we all know you angry. Yeah. We all know you cut people off real quick. Mm-hmm. We all know, but you don't actually start working on it, it then begins to transfer to the people you love the most.
4: Yes. Ooh, yes. And so like true. you said, if you alive, you still living, you should be growing.
3: Because yeah. yeah. if it's you're not growing, mentioned. then you are dying. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. All right, now, Pastor Todd, you're known infamously for two things. One, rubbing spit in a member's face. And two, your Easter service called ransom. Yeah. So I want to know, what are your thoughts for folks that are saying that your sermons are disrespectful and blasphemous?
0: So the first thing that I would say is I'm sorry that you feel that way. (laughs) Um, A lot of the things that I do, I'm trying to reach the person that's farthest from faith. Mm. and a lot of times, I don't know about y'all, if y'all ever went to church when you were young, it was boring. Facts. Like, can we just be honest? Like, let's <laughs> let's like, when is this going to be over? Yeah. W- 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 where are we going to eat? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I never wanted to be a pastor. I never tried to do this. I didn't want to, but I felt a calling, a purpose, to go and help people and, and, and inspire their faith. And so what ended up happening was I said, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to really try to reach the person who don't care at all, because that was me. Mm. And so in that attempt, sometimes you go extreme, and sometimes like, ah, that might have been a little too far. (laughs) But how do you know where the edge is if you don't try some things? And so for me, the heart intent has always been pure, to help people have hope, to let them find love, and let them to know that the value is still in them. And so I think as long as I'm going to be living, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be trying to reach the person that's farthest away. I was addicted to pornography. I was jacked up. I was a liar. I was a manipulator. I was all these kind of things. And Mm -hmm. it was my faith that brought me into a place that didn't make me a perfect man, Mm -hmm. but made me a progressing man. Now I've been married 14 years. I have four kids. I've been faithful all 14 years. It's just like all of this stuff has changed my life. Mm -hmm. And I know there's somebody out there that needs somebody to Mm. actually come after them. And for me, that's me. And so for anybody that feels like it's a little too much, my bad, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, the heart intention of it is pure. And I really want people to find faith, hope, and love.
5: You apologize for the whole spit incident. Yeah. But, like, for me personally, I know it's kind of distracting to see that type of... like, that, that type of energy in the church. That. And even though you said that, like, you know, traditional church may have been boring for some people, I did come from a traditional church, and I know the seriousness that mm-hmm. the traditional shir- church provides. So I feel like just for me, watching some of your sermons, I'm like, this is a lot. Yeah. Like, it comes off as a distraction. What is that for you? For
0: some people, it comes off as a distraction. Okay. But those same people go to the movies. Okay. And those same people mm-hmm. watch Netflix. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm saying is, for me... Um, I try not to be a distraction. I try to help people get it. Okay. And so sometimes when you're helping people get something, um, the truth of the matter is I'm being real. I'm painting what real life is like. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I used to go to the club, wasn't nobody saying I was a distraction.
7: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: When I was, when I was out sneaking and sleeping and, and stealing people's girls and mm-hmm. stuff, nobody was like, you're a distraction. Mm-hmm. But I really was then. When I try to paint that picture of what people are really dealing with in everyday life, Mm -hmm. and because it's in the church, Mm -hmm.
4: I think that's where we need to talk about stuff. I was going to say, for me, what also, like, I think steered me away from church is we up there some, well pastors sometimes are up there hooting and hollering and you throwing the book at me but like you said I have no way to apply this to yeah. my yeah. real life yeah. so I get it like like you said cause if you're not used to it and you see something it's like okay this is a lot going on why mm-hmm. he not just standing up here behind the pulpit yeah. right. hooting and hollering you know what I mean but I think that it, I, I can respect it like oh okay and I was introduced to you from one of these sermons and I was like okay this is different but at least I can understand it in a you way where I can apply to it, to it right now mm-hmm. when I leave
0: Yeah, that's that's again my goal because I sat in church all my life and I didn't know how the world I was supposed to take this and live with it. Yeah, like I don't it's like, okay, we just wasted two hours (laughs) and we dressed up and like, all right, now it's time to go. When I felt like God called me into ministry, it was to actually allow people to walk away with a tangible um, um, principle that they could apply on Monday. Yeah. Okay. I preach on Sunday, not for Sunday. Mm-hmm. I preach on Sunday from Monday through Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want people to be in an argument and be like, hold on, I don't need to let this foul communication come out of my mouth. I'm about to cuss you all the way out, but you better be glad I watched that sermon yesterday. <laughs> I'm still mad at you. I'm about to go to counseling. But like, and maybe just that pause. Yeah. Maybe would save a relationship. Right. And for me, um... I just say, like, the, the proof is in the fruit. We've had countless people. For all the people that say this is a distraction, there's been thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that was like, I would have never come to God mm-hmm. if somebody wouldn't have said it like you said it. I'm talking about real stuff, God's perspective on it, and my experience about right. it. Mm-hmm. And if I got out here and started saying some crazy stuff, uh, and I was a rapper... Everybody be like, Ah, he cold. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But because I'm a pastor, that's too much. It's like,
5: hold on. Well, now that you explain it that way, it just puts a new perspective on it. So thank you. I appreciate (laughs) you. And I'll calm
3: down. I'm going
0: to tell you what service to watch, and then I'm going to calm down.
4: well, thank you so much, Pastor Todd, for joining us in the BGS My house. Pleasure. His new book is called Damage But Not Destroyed From Trauma to Triumph. Up next, we're bringing you the vibes with a live performance from Nav Green. Stay tuned for more black girl stuff.
0: When I've ever done things that were outside of the will of God or a little controversial, people around me move. People don't want to be associated. Do not put people's reaction on God's reputation.
2: They say in Colorado the hookah business is on the rise. <laughs> Hookahs, vape, vape pens. Women are going out there to Colorado now.
4: After one game. Welcome back to Black Girl Stuff tonight. It's all about the vibes where we present artists on the rise here to give us nothing but laughs. Please give it up for comedian Nav Green. <laughs>
2: Appreciate y'all having me. Appreciate y'all having me. Uh, I've been vegan for about 30 minutes now. Uh, I had a little scare. I was in the mall the other day. Somebody said, excuse me, auntie. I said, I know I ain't got that bad built. (laughs) Somebody confused me as an auntie. I said, man, I'm a thug. I'll kill you. I just got hips like my mama. I can't help that. But... It made me realize we got to start taking life serious because life's short. We never know when it's our time to go, so we got to start eating healthy exercise if we can. You never know when it's your time to go. So that's why I send positive messages when I wake up because I had a scare because when people die, what they do? They put up their last picture with you or their last text message <laughs> thread. That's what they do. They go straight out IG. As soon as you die, they go to the picture. Man, he gone already. But that's what let me know I got to get my life ready in case I die. Because the last text message I sent was to a female that said, please let me taste it. Oh, what? <laughs> I don't want that to be the last memory of me. I got two daughters. Oh my and man. then I spelled please with like five E's. I was like, please <laughs> let me taste it. My daughter be like, damn daddy was thirsty before he died. <laughs> so now I send positive messages when I wake up. Anything you believe you can achieve. She said, what are you talking about? I said, that's in case I die. Please let me taste it. (laughs) Delete that one. A lot of women be saying men lie. I think women lie, too. They just be more sophisticated with their lies. Mm
7: -hmm.
2: I was talking to this one female. I said, where you work at? She said, I work at the airport. So I said, hmm. I'm thinking I got a flight attendant. Mm. She work at the Popeye's at the airport. Uh, uh, Them two different jobs. <laughs> I'm thinking I got a female whip wing, not a female that cook wing. <laughs> She's talking, I brought you something. Girl, I'm, well, I do want the chicken. Right. <laughs> Is it spicy or mild? <laughs> so, yeah, we done been together two years now. <laughs> you can't pass up that Popeye's, man. You can't pass up that Popeye's. Fellas, we got to start being honest. We got to start being faithful. These females are detectives. I don't know how they do it, but they going to find out. Mm. My baby mama keep going through my phone. <laughs> keep catching me. <laughs> She's talking about, why won't you stop? I'm like, why won't you stop? <laughs> so I done got smart. Now, so to keep the peace. I just master reset my phone every night. Okay. <laughs> every morning I wake up. It say, "Welcome to iPhone." <laughs> we just gonna start from scratch. Yo. I pick. I be picking different languages. I pick Spanish this morning. k <laughs> pasa, it's Nav. <laughs> Please let me taste it. <laughs> hey man, that's my time. I'm Nav Green. Thank y'all for having me. <laughs> That was amazing.
3: amazing.
5: Is this vegan? No, no, no. Listen, we know that you're a comedian, but you're also a sports commentator as well. Can you tell us more about your new show that you have commentating?
2: I watch sports a lot, and I, you know, like, I felt like I didn't play the game to a high level. But I still could (laughs) commentate on it because everybody else do it. Shout out the
4: broken play.
5: Shout
2: out the broken play, man. So,
5: what made you want to become a sports commentator?
2: Just my love for the game. Even though I ain't playing, like I'm talking like. Yeah, I'm talking like I'm Coach Prime or something. But no, but like just watching the game and then like, you know, giving honest feedback. Like if the Falcons don't made you mad, you're not gonna say, well, they had a bad guy. No. No. Y'all need to step it up. Yeah. Fire the kicker. Well that's though.
4: Well, congratulations on your show and Mm -hmm. all the things that you're doing. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. And more commentary play. Cheers.
2: Cheers. Shout out to y'all, man. Black girl stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm
4: -hmm. Alright y'all that's all the show we have for now Special thanks to all of tonight's guests Pastor Mike Todd, Money Long, Desi Banks, Waka Flocka Flame, and Nav Green. Catch us next week for more black girl stuff. Good night everybody
2: Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.